York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Here we go, here we go. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick and Time Show. Here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And the Knicks, after winning a big game versus the Celtics at home, lose to the Seas 99 to 75. Knicks round luck lose to the Leprechauns. Didn't have that same magic that we had the last game before. Uh, a lot of that has to do because we was missing our top gunner. Uh, the top guy on our team when we play these Magic is, as you know, Evan Fournier, who scored 30 points twice and a career-high 41 the last time we played him. But with Fournier missing, we had quickly who started the game alongside Alex Burks, which gave us a little bit of a burst, a little bit of a start to start this game. But on the back end, the Knicks bench suffers, and we ultimately fall Celtics 99-75, and I'm here to talk about it. Uh, no Ryan G once again, man. He, I thought he was coming back today for us, but he just got back today, so he's out. And Roy is spending time with his family, so shout out to Roy and my guy Ryan G. I'm going to hold it down for you guys once again and break down this Knicks versus Celtics romping. Uh, before we get into the details of the game, I'm going to just introduce my guys. People are here, all 82. Shout out to Fritz Alexander, Rich Jim, uh, GM, and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. All right. First, first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to just say this. Um, The good. The good, I'm going to start off with the good when it comes to this show. The good is Emmanuel Quickly, who gets his second start of the season, who gives you 18 points, uh, 7 of 11 from the field, shooting 63%. Also, 60% from 3, 4 assists, and 1 steal. Um, this is We've all been wondering how come Quickly has not started um, as of yet. We already know how how um Tom Pibro loves him some Alec Burks because he's a switchable point guard who can play defense and he's a switch army life and he can do everything. But if we're all being real, once Alec Burks has been started instilled into the starting lineup, Alec Burks has not been the same. He seems to be best fitted and suited to be off the bench. So what did Tom do today? Tom did the right thing and started Emmanuel quickly and we saw some great results today with his 18 points. And I'll start off by saying this off the bat. It made sense to start Emmanuel quickly with um, with Julius Randle. Some people would say, well, you know, um, he's, a, he's a backup. He can only do things against backups. But he's been closing a lot for us for first quarters from in fourth quarters. So it seems like he can handle, handle some starting position. Now, today... Um, we have Marcus Smart. He's playing up against Marcus Smart, who's, who's uh, he's not one of those typical point guards who's going to, you know, ice you to death. So this might be a good matchup for IQ to really take advantage and see what he can do with this game. And he had an impact on the game. He had an impact on the game um, to start. Matter of fact, the Knicks play pretty well in general. First First play of the game, Emmanuel quickly is moving off the ball. Julius Randle finds for a back cut, he, and Emmanuel quickly sets up Mitchell Robinson for an easy dunk. Um, quickly also hits some nice threes, um, a la Reggie Bullock, when Julius Randle screened his man off a, little, a couple of curl plays, open threes. And also, Emmanuel quickly himself 
you see it has grown. Before, the, this was a guy who was only able to use floaters for his entire game. And now his, the game has expanded. He can use pick and roll a little bit. He can go to the floater. Today, he had like a little nice mid-range game going where um, he hit a couple of wide-open mid-range shots based off of pick and pops from Taz Gibson. And it seems like if you're talking about if offensive efficiency and scoring, he was the only reliable scorer on the team today, period. Point blank, period. And when you're talking about the reasons why we lost this game and where we could have gone, um, and this is not Emmanuel's fault. Maybe this is him trying to get his feet wet. The way Quickly had it going, I feel like there was a lot more opportunity for Quickly to kind of take over the game or to kind of take the reins. And Sometimes you already know quickly gives you some dumb shots, right? We saw the, the, dumb, the dumb shot he made in the third quarter where he pulls up for a heave three um, at half court and Tom loses loses his, his he loses his shit, right? We've seen that happen. <laughs> but ultimately, when the guy is shooting 60% from the field, it seems like there should be a lot more plays to it made run for him. A and B seems like he should be running the show a lot more. Um Unfortunately, today, he was not running this show as much as I personally would like to have seen him run the show. And I think it kind of showed. Um, but you know, ultimately, the Knicks are so shorthanded that we're missing a lot of shot makers and we're listening to a lot of scorers. And quickly was really all we had. Quickly was really all we had. But um, I think the next step for quickly, if he gets the same opportunity to start again and to play alongside Julius Randle and the starters is to, you know, have a little bit even more of a green light to take over the game and just say, give me the ball. Um, let me run more of the pick and rolls. Let me more run the show instead of going through Julius Randle the entire game. Because yesterday I bigged up Julius Randle for, I mean, the last game I bigged up Randle for his posture, for everything he's done. Uh, today, um, in the last game, Julius Randle had zero turnovers on the game. Tonight was a different Julius Randle. Um, he seemed a little bit uncertain. He still made some decisions. He still made quick decisions, although they weren't the right ones. They were quick decisions. But he seemed like he didn't really have his magic today, and he was not confident in his shot. And the Celtics, kudos to the Celtics, they took advantage of the fact that he was not hitting his shots because in the first quarter, the Knicks were scorching. It's seven threes in the first quarter. A lot of that had to do with RJ Barry May quickly um hitting his open shots. A lot of that has to do with Julius Randle actually creating some plays out of the post and making quick decisive passes out of cuts, which is something I never really see him do. I never really see Julius Randle hit people who are cutting before out the post, which was nice to see. But he also, you know, he set them up pretty nicely um, with his little dribble handoff screens. As the game progressed, though, um, Julius proceeded to be a turnover machine, the, the kind of Randall that we were kind of tired of seeing in the first place. Randall finishes the game with six turnovers over on the night in those 37 minutes. And the last game, we had a lot of our success. Because Randall wasn't ha handling the ball 
at such a high clip with such a high usage. And I think that was a mistake. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying this, there probably should be a little bit more opportunity for quickly or maybe even RJ to handle the ball more in that second half and create plays because you know what? It does not, it does not, um, it does not bold well for us and you already see the results the the high turnovers i think he had like five turnovers in the second quarter alone for julius randall and and to be honest you know, like there was this whole controversy that talked about julius randall and he was he was mad at the garden because the garden was booing him and he was passionate and when he screamed and he and he delivered and he scored in the last game at home uh he was fighting back he was fighting back at the garden and he and the thumbs down was towards the the MSG faithful right and my whole take on that if you see my take on on the internet my whole take on the entire Julius Randle situation is this I, I don't really care how you respond and I don't care how you respond as long as you're as long as you're producing results. The New York Knicks jersey, right? Playing at MSG, it is the heaviest jersey in the NBA. So and, and us as New Yorkers, I don't really mind cursing. I get the I get the the corporate look outlook of it, right? I get the corporate outlook, but sometimes when you're carrying that heavy jersey, sometimes when you're in the gym and you have to carry that heavy weight, sometimes you curse, sometimes you scream, sometimes you yell. That's how you get through those heavy moments, and that's how you're able to to um push through and carry the weight. And I feel like that aiding Julius Randle in pushing through and carrying the weight. When it came to that controversy, and it came to the Knicks booing him, the the Knicks fans booing him when he was playing on that MSG floor. So me personally, I don't care about Randall being politically correct and oh, I don't, he shouldn't be cursing. Who who cares? What are the results? To me, what are the results? Are the results are you? Are the results? Are you becoming a winning player? You're doing the right thing, and you're playing hard on both sides of the ball. If those are the results, do what you want to do, bro. Do what you want to do. I'd rather that type of Julius Randle that I that I saw the game before than the guy who's walking around looking like a zombie, looking like somebody stole his cookies. That's not the type of Randle I really want to see. I want to see the guy who's going to fight back, who's going to scream, who's going to cry. I'd rather that. Now he 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 went on Instagram and he responded eloquently. Right, he wrote a a nice four page letter on his Instagram saying that he's sorry and he was just passionate and he shouldn't have said those words. And you know what? Kudos for him. Probably you know the good nice corporate thing to do. But personally, I don't really care. And personally, I wish some of those fans who who was booing him at MSG followed him to Boston and booed him there because to get the result that we saw <laughs> from the last game to this game because today. Today, this Randall was terrible. This Randall was terrible. I'm I, like, I feel like we had like two and a half quarters good of Randall, and the rest of that game, he wasn't really who I wanted him to be. All right, and and, and that's real. So Julius Randall on the night, thirteen points. Hold on, me me figure. Out. Hold on, Julius Randall on the night. As I get these these stats ready, and here it is for you guys. 
Six and 19, 31% from the field. One of eight from 12% from three. Uh, 12 rebounds. He tried the board, six assists. He tried to play the right way. I give him credit for that. Um, but uh, only 13 points. The problem with Randall today was this. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot well. And here's the thing. The way Randall was playing with Quickly and playing with RJ was actually pretty good. They set him up in that third quarter for a lot of easy jump shots in his hot spots. The hot spots that Randall had last year. Randall was a mid-range killer last game. The coach opens up the third quarter with a play. It's kind of almost like a three-man handoff drive situation. Gets Emmanuel quickly into the paint, dishes it off to Julius Randall, who is all alone by himself. And um, by the mid-range. And he decides to the head fake, dribble it to the paint, and score a bucket. And in that in that moment, yes, Randall scores the bucket. But at the same time, um, I felt like that was a precursor to the night. He was not confident in this shot the entire night. He was missing open shots the entire night. Matter of fact, I actually believe at halftime, at halftime, we would have had a bigger lead if a few things was happening. One if the refs actually were able to call, were actually calling foul calls because the, the refs were abysmal. Bruh. The refs were abysmal all night. If they actually called foul calls, one. Two, shout out to uh, Kareem, the free throws. RJ Barrett was, man, one of five from, free, from the free throw line. Mitchell Robinson was one of four. The missed free throws were horrible from us. Three, the open shots. We hit seven threes in the first quarter. By the time we got to the second and third quarter, we couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And kudos to the Boston Celtics. They, they ratcheted up the defense. Um, quickly didn't really have the open shots he really was able to get, which is why I feel like we should have ran some more plays for it quickly. Um, because I feel like absolutely if he was open, he would hit a lot of more of those. Um, but the guy, the guy who they left open was Randall. And Randall was not hitting those shots. Um, so, so that's not a reason why we lost too. And and th at this point, we just need shooters. We need shot makers. If we really miss Evan Fournier tonight, we need it because he was making those shots. And as bad as Evan Fournier plays, averages 12 points a game, he already know against these Celtics, that man's Michael Jordan. That boy is Michael Jordan. So we really miss Evan Fournier on, on, on the night. And we also, we really missed the depth. The, the, the injuries to, to Derrick Rose and these guys is really affecting our depth. It's, it's affecting the, the quickly OB connection. It's affecting the bench scoring. We used to have a top three bench in the league. The bench scoring is completely gone at this point. Uh, we I got outscored today on the bench, 33-6. to 33-6 Celtics. Um, We're missing a lot today, man. We're, we're missing a lot. We're missing, we're missing a whole lot today. Uh, and scoring, scoring, we did the Knicks just couldn't score. Held the point, held the Celtics to 99 points. Not bad. Only scores 75 points, which is the lowest point total of the season. At some point, it doesn't matter what you do, man. You got to put the ball in the hole. 
and the Knicks just could not figure out a way to put the ball in the hole. But I'm hoping that um you know we figure it out late. We figure it out. We figure it out more. And I'm also I'm I'm there's a lot of people who really need to step up. I'm not even gonna lie, man. There's a lot of people who really need to step up. Um, not even just Julius Randle. Like R.J. Barrett, right? R.J. Barrett had 19 points. Shot 33% from the field. 44% from three, which is pretty good. But it's... it's the 40, we, Like, at some point, that 40% from three that we saw last season, we need to have a comeback. Um, but not only that, we saw some of that today. The mid-range game, we need a little of that back because he got... RJ got free from three, went to the mid-range game. The one dribble, two dribble pull-ups was bricking it hard, bricking it hard from the free throw line. And I, I get there's some kind of difficulties playing in games like these because if you were looking at the news, the Knicks didn't really practice because of the COVID protocol, because of COVID protocol and the, and the way things have been going with the outbreaks that's been happening around the league. The Knicks pretty much did a walkthrough before the game and weren't able to actually get up shots. So I can you you can see how that might have affected some of their shooting today. And they only kind of walked through the game plan in their hotel. So maybe that could be it. But man, we, we're gonna have to find a way to get some shooting. Because it is it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. And Kudos to kudos to Barrett from from hitting it from three, but when when they was chasing us off the three point line because the the Celtics defense definitely um adjusted, it was up to RJ to start to hit the, the mid range game and uh, go and go to the hole, and he wasn't able to do that. Now I do give RJ credit because he did try, he did learn from the game before where he didn't just challenge Williams every play. And get sent back. He went to the hole. He kicked it back out. And they reset it. And he got some scores off that way. So I do give RJ Barrett some credit for adjusting his plan of attack. Now that we adjusted the plan of attack, though, we just need to hit the shots. Um, we just need to hit them shots. Uh, really, man, you got you to tip your hat off to, to Robert Williams. Robert Williams single-handedly changed the complexion of that team and shut us down. He shut us down. We, he scored 26 points. In that first quarter, every time we got to the hole in the second, third, and fourth quarter, I feel like Williams deterred our penetrators from finishing it at the rim. Knicks only scored 16 points in the second quarter, 18 points in the third quarter, and 15 points in the fourth quarter, man. The problems all around. Problems all around. For real. For real. Um, but I'm gonna start breaking up this call. Stop. I'm gonna start breaking down this game. I'll give you guys you guys have some time to talk and chime in. First caller up, I know we got Reaper, man. Shout out to Reaper, man. He's here, all 82. Um, Reaper, let me know. What do you think of this game? What did you see? And <laughs> what do you think more? What do you think we need more of or less of when it came to this Knicks versus Celtics game? All right. Reaper, are you there? Are you there? Sure. Hello? Oh, okay. I, was, I think I just got unmuted. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, all good, all good, all good. Yeah, so, look, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we're missing, we're obviously missing a lot of players, uh, so it was a tough game for us. But I think the biggest thing, though, is, like, it's, um, 
I know quickly played, you know, offensively. He had a good game. I don't know. It's just something sometimes a little bit off about the offense. It doesn't really flow that great to me when quickly's running, running the point. Like, what, what did you see? I know you kind of briefly talked about it, but how do you feel about the flow of the offense when quickly's like when he's running it? Um, I feel like. I, I feel like I, he gets himself off, and sometimes he may be able to get Julius Randle, you the, know, some shots. But it feels like I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, no. What, what do you see? No, nah, no. You exactly what I was about to say. Like I feel like him and Randall have a have a good chemistry, and I feel like he was able. I feel like he was able to get Randall open shots, but Randall wasn't op, wasn't able to capitalize off of it. I also feel like yeah. um, when he was when he's running pick and roll, more so it seemed like at times he was able to get himself open shots in the mid range. And I yeah. think we needed that. Um, but um, I do feel like there's times where he missed um, Grimes. Gr- I feel like Grimes was open mm-hmm. a few times today, and he wasn't really able to hit him. Um, but I also feel like Alec Burks stunk so much that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when he when Alec Burks was was free and he's part of that first unit, it just made it just made it seem like you know the first unit couldn't score, but he's part of that unit too. He has to be able to hit shots at a certain points. But I'm also feel like yeah. too, maybe it's like um, maybe he needs more rest of the first unit. Like he's a pretty good pick and roll lob player too. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would like to see him and Mitch Rob link up sometimes, so he has an opportunity to th- throw um him some lobs like him and Obi do, and and um I guess that's really what we'll have to see. Like I've, the point guard's job is really to get get people open shots and if he's getting randall open shots um mm-hmm. then i feel like he's doing a, a decent job now he is not his team so it's i feel like it's gonna be hard for him to be like randall's not going right now i'm gonna go away from randall and try to get <laughs> you know grimes an open shot like i feel like it's gonna yeah. take another set of balls to do that and maybe that's what's needed I, yeah but but you know that yeah. and Kemba was Kemba was somebody who would do that, you know, <laughs> and that's what Kemba was starting to do yeah. before he got injured. So I mean I think that's my really assessment of it quickly at the point so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that was part of the issue. I felt like in that second half there were some times when we got really the offense got really bad. It's almost like you can tell what we were trying to do. Quickly had the ball and quickly we were trying to get the ball to Randall every time. It wasn't even like quickly. There's a few times I felt like, you know, like they knew the, you know, uh, they we wanted to get Randall the ball. Right. I felt like you know quickly should have had the pair to just you know to be more aggressive. You know, I, I hear you're right. That, I think you you're right about that. Is because he feels like it's not his team, and so he can't just uh, just take over and start making whatever decisions he wants to make. But you know that's the reason why we struggled tonight. Yeah, it's like you know, it's Randall's team, and so and then quickly just doesn't have you know uh, the cojones to just basically to just play the play the game, and so we weren't even we weren't even taking what the off what the defense was giving us when he had the ball. It was just like at all costs get the ball to Randall, you know. Right. So it was just like so it was extremely predictable, and it kind of got everyone out of their game. And then the other thing too, I I see is like it just, I mean. Honestly, we need a point guard. We really need a real point guard in this team because, like, Mitchell Robinson, 
it's like the way uh, this Robert Williams kid, how aggressive he was. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson was basically, you can just get the ball to Mitchell Robinson every time. Every time Robert Williams jumps in the air, you dump it off to Mitchell Robinson. Find yeah. a creative way to dump it off to him. And it's like, they can't seem to do that. I just don't understand it. Yeah. And so it's, um, it, it's just so it's, it just gets a little crazy. Even before we had, even before this game, this whole season, I constantly see Mitchell Robinson a lot of time. He'll steal off his man, like, especially when we have good spacing. And you would think sometimes they would try to, like, when he steals off his man and he's like, the only, there's nobody between him and the basket, Lovely. you would think they would get him the ball mm-hmm. and they just never get him the ball. They'll shoot the ball, break it up, and all this other stuff. <laughs> right. And um, and then with RJ, it's like his efficiency is like, you know, honestly with him, it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, we just got to, you know, he's a uh, third, you know, number three pick, so we just got to keep working on his, you know, we can't give up on him. Yeah, he's too young, but, you know, honestly, he's getting pretty pathetic. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> right. like he can't hit free throws. And that's why he misses those uh, mid-range. Exactly. He can't make those mid-range because, like, it's, you know, it's just crazy. And so it's at the free – they're giving him the free-throw line shot every time, and he just breaks it, you know. it's um, uh, So he just – I just don't know, you know. It, with him, it's just you kind of have to wait until he gets better. Hopefully he gets there. Mm-hmm. And Julius, he was just, you know, lower six turnovers today. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. It was... <laughs> so it's like – yeah, he had fifty percent of the team's turnovers. That's insane. Yeah, you know? it it was really bad. And to your point, like you read in my mind, you man, you like in my head today, Reaper, for real. When it when it when it came cause I, when it came to the um the whole finding a finding a lane for Mitch thing, I feel like I feel like both RJ and Randall when they're trying to blow by their man to get to the to cup easily, mm-hmm. they pick up their dribble a lot earlier and and try mm-hmm. to take these two massive steps which makes it easier for Williams to kind of read them <laughs> and block their shot yeah. and and it also takes away passing angles to Mitch um so yeah. I, I feel like they need to I don't know when Williams is around they need to be a little bit more judicious with their gather dribble and their steps so they have more time to make decisions but I mean that's it's easier said than done I guess when I'm when I'm watching from my couch but <laughs> yeah but, but that's what I'm seeing because, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Uh, the other thing with – I think sometimes with – like I know you were talking about the whole foul calls earlier. I think some of Randall's problems too in the paint. Like, you know, I'm not trying to excuse him like turning over the ball a lot. He doesn't get enough foul calls when he's in the paint. He gets smacked a lot. Man, you know? it was bad. Um, and so, <laughs> so it's really hard for him to like, you know – so it's kind of crazy. Uh, I think that's a big problem. Is like he gets hacked a lot when he's in the paint, and they just don't call it. They swat, especially when he's dribbling. They swat him over his hands. Even when he picks up the dribble and tries to go up, he constantly gets smacked on the hands, and it just they don't do any. They don't call it. Right. And so you know. So I think that that's part of it too. And I think maybe that's why sometimes Randall. You know, obviously they don't want him dribbling in, in traffic, and so he's had to pick up his dribble a lot quicker because everyone is like is just tired of him turning over the ball. Right. Uh, but I think you know it's like part of it is also the um, is also based uh, the fact that he's not getting foul calls. You know, the one thing I did like about Randall today was like, uh, you know, I, I, on the defensive end, I thought he kind of there was like you know 
there was a couple of times I saw where he, he you know, he just kind of like, you know, poop bagged it a little bit. But for the most part, I thought like there was one play I saw where he hustled out to like a three-point shooter yeah. and then came back and hustled to get the boards. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, so in his defense sometimes, I just think, um, I don't know, it's, it's just like, we just need somebody, we need someone to kind of like pick up the load, you know? Yeah. It's like, it just, he's picking up a lot. He, you know, like, it's like, we can't, when he's not in the lineup, we suck at rebounding. Yeah. And then like, you know, and it's like, and so it's almost like, it feels like he's got to do everything sometimes on the defensive. Well, you know, sometimes it feels like it. No, you know, I, no, he's, I, you know, this whole year, he's like, you know, he struggled earlier playing defense. He hasn't been really hustling. So, I'm not trying to make it seem like he's been hustling all year, but sometimes like, like games like today and you kind of see some stuff. I'm like, damn, you know, uh, yeah, somebody I, else well, like step in and do some work, you know, mm-hmm. all right, go ahead. No, no. And it wears on you. It wears on you. Like when you're like, when you're out there playing all these minutes and you try, you trying to get all the rebounds and, and you're getting hacked and you're hustling back and you play defense. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of his turnovers come when he gets tired. Like, I feel like, a, I yeah. mean, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. I'm not going to say that's the total, but I will say for for this, I'm gonna say for this game in particular, I feel mm-hmm. like he did a really good job. I mean, the first quarter he did he did really good. The second quarter, I don't know what the hell happened in the second quarter. It's like the comp- yeah, <laughs> I have to even watch it again to even realize what happened because I blinked and he had five turnovers. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times he gets yeah. tired. He gets tired and he just throws the ball away a little bit too much. But today, man, we, we just need more. We just need more from everybody else. Not even not even just Randall. Like Alec Burks yeah. fell off a cliff. Obi Toppin lost his mojo. And I don't blame Obi Toppin because, you know, he's 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 just starting to just be relegated to a guy who shoots threes now. And not even, you know, get those the book is out on him with, with his um his fast break lob plays and his forays to the basket. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we just need more. We need more shot creation somewhere else. And IQ is our only real hope of shot creation right now, outside of Randall. Yeah. The yeah, but nobody's making like good basketball plays either. Nobody's even like you're right. They're not making. Okay, part of it. You're right. They're not making shots, right? So if they're not making shots, then how can you take what the defense is giving you? Because if the difference is giving you mid range and three point shots, and you can't make it, you're right. Right, because they pack the paint. <laughs> they pack the paint like half yeah. the game. They just sat yeah. there and packed it. It's like, okay, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then with Obi Top, I think part of it is just like you know what I. I think the Knicks are not going to be able to keep Obi Top, and so he's gone probably. Because um, you can just tell on his face sometimes he's just like because the way the offense. I mean, they don't even try to run anything for him on the half court set. You know, they don't put them in the right spot. They don't even try to, like, get them. You see if they can get them, a, you know, um, get them the ball, like, in the post, maybe, like, even 15 feet out or whatever, or even any – it's weird. They just don't even really – it's almost like they kind of, like, just ignore him. Like, it's like, whatever. Yes. You get it when, you know, right. uh, when you get your hands on the ball. Right. You get your, so, and you can kind of see it when – it's almost like he knew when he was coming off the court. It was like I, I think it was like in that first half. It was um it was I think he played maybe like two minutes in the first half or something like that. Just the way he ran back to the bench, you could just tell like you know he just took and tired of this nonsense. Yeah, but, man, know. he he and, just um, looks like his confidence is shot now. Yeah, and I don't think necessarily his confidence is totally shot. 
I really think he's just kind of – he just knows it's not a good fit for him, and they're not even trying to, like, give him a chance. That's the look – at least, you know, maybe I'm overreading, but that's kind of like the look I get from the look he gets on his face sometimes. Right. Where, especially when he's running to the bench. Uh, that's just kind of like the feeling that I'm getting. And uh, what do you think about the, our offense, like the, the coach's offense of the sets he's running? I mean, do you think it's – I know that we're not making shots, so it's kind of hard to, like, critique it if we're just not even making good basketball plays. So Right. Um, I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll say the same thing I was kind of saying before. Like, I'm, I'm just scared that we're just living and dying by Randall post-ups too much. Um, like, I, yeah. I, what I would say is I liked – the game before, it seems like there was a lot of more off-ball action happening that got mm-hmm. Evan open. Maybe more of that, but then we don't have Evan, so maybe that's why we didn't run those as many actions like that today. So maybe that's maybe that's what we're seeing. Um, yeah, yeah. And then RJ, one of five. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so like you said before, it kind of got a little bit, a little bit predictable a little bit. It got it kind of got a little bit predictable, yeah. but like no, no, no action. No, it was a walkthrough in the hotel. They didn't even practice today. It was a walkthrough in the hotel because everybody's afraid to get COVID now. <laughs> wow, yeah, stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, the other everyone is going through this though. I mean, like I, you're right, you know, but all the teams are going through this. You know, they're going through the same thing, and so you know that's. But it's just like. I don't know. They got to figure something out. It's like, especially the free throw shooting. You're right. I think it's worse for us because these guys do need a lot of work on their shooting. And so they need to be able to put up shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we literally got better last season just, uh, because we practiced our way to better shooting. Like we started off bottom of the league in three point shooting. Then you hear all these yeah. quotes about, you know, about uh, Randall's Mamba mentality and who we staying in the gym. And no matter, no matter what city we in, we finding that gym. And we putting up shots like that was the whole theme, and <laughs> slowly everybody got better. And now that all that is, it seems like it's down the drain. They're not even allowed to shoot as much anymore. So we're gonna have to rely on muscle yeah. memory, and there's not that much memory. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. They're too young to have much muscle memory, you know. But yeah, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully it gets better, man. I don't even know what to say at this point, uh, but. This point guard thing, they need to address the point guard. Uh, they got to address it like ASAP, you know. Yeah. Um, it was great that they got Kemba, in my opinion. They need to address it. And, like, I know, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of um, the faithful, they love McBride. I like him, too. I like his defense. But, his like, running the offense, he's got a long way to go. Man. Um, he's got a really – so, it's tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. So, right now, we're still back in the same spot we were last year. Like the last God knows how many years, we're still looking for a point guard, and I just don't understand why they just they gotta just figure this out. Bite the bullet, trade for someone, or sign someone who's pretty decent on the off season. Pay right. the money you gotta pay, get someone in here because it's just like they just can't keep going, and that's the biggest problem they have. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Kevin Walker, he's uh, I think he did a little. The news came out on Kevin Walker that he's done a little bit of light work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's still he's still having these problems, but you know, he's still day to day, so we're not sure when he's gonna come back. But um, having Kemba back when he feels like he's ready would definitely help, yeah. even if we're not going to. And I, I suggest we don't do this. 
if we're not going to play them 30 minutes a game, and I hope we don't, because I feel like that's that's just sp- spelling doom. I think we should have a minutes restriction mm-hmm. on him, and that yeah. should help. That should help. Having Kemba here playing maybe 15, 20 a game should help <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You know what? Let, one more thing I got to say before I get off the phone. Actually, I've, I've been meaning to say this for a while. This whole point guard situation this year, Tibbs actually takes a lot of blame for this because it's like early in the season, honestly, I did want them. I felt like they should have been playing uh, McBride the whole season. Like, I've, I think most Knicks fans felt like, okay, play uh play uh play uh rose about 20 25 minutes mm-hmm. um you know or even less you maybe 20 minutes for rose 20 minutes uh for kemba and like you know uh maybe you know five to ten minutes for mcbride right i mean if they really cause you can honestly because you can't play you can't play a uh, rose a kemba more than 25 minutes a, a night you just can't right you know because of the situations that they have and when you do that, it's like, and you, I, we saw this coming in law. We saw this coming far for, you know, this whole season because when we started struggling with Kemba, we saw like, then all of a sudden, especially when he benched Kemba, then the coach is playing rules like 30. Remember the one yeah. where Rose was averaging like 38 minutes a game? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like a week you knew so. Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you knew Rose was going to get injured. He was going to be out, you know? And of course, a couple of weeks later, Rose is gone. He brings Kemba back. Like, Rose is gone. Then he decides to bring Kemba back and start him again. And then he starts playing Kemba 38 minutes a game. And it's like, dude, what is your problem? Yeah. And this is the only, this is the only issue I have with uh, Tibbs. It's like, you know, I think that's the one thing they need to tell him. Like, especially with these point guards, they need to, like, maybe the front office is like, Tibbs, no, you need to put these guys in a minute's restriction. Right. Uh, because it's like, I know he's the coach and he should basically coach, you know, run his lineups the way he wants to, but I just don't understand why he's so stubborn. And he's, it's just like, it's almost like he hasn't learned any lessons from before. He's you too know? competitive. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you can't, but it's kind of crazy. It's like, you know, these guys can't hold up that, you know, 38 minutes a game, but he's still like, I just don't get it. It's almost like he doesn't care. Like, do you not care? Or are you just like, are you just, you know, like he, I just don't get it. He, he puts it too much. Make sense to he puts too much trust in the players themselves to to tell him no. That's the biggest problem because play like man, I don't even play NBA ball. I mean, I I was trying to play through injuries when I was like, you know, twenty eight at the YMCA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. Twisting my ankle, I got yeah. it. Hopping along. Just cause I just want to play. These are these are guys who make their living doing that. They're not gonna take themselves out. They they Tibbs is relying way too much on them going. Hey, I, I'm having a bad day, coach. Can you only play me 19 minutes a game? Cause to tell you the truth, they're competitive too. Like they're gonna want to play the whole game. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a little bit yeah. sore. I'll just play through it. That's exactly probably what was going on with Kimba. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're probably he, right. I think you're right. <laughs> meanwhile, he's uh, he, meanwhile Kemba's at post games talking about, uh, yo Deuce, uh, quick get back, we need you. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that, right? Hurry <laughs> yep. back, hurry back. He, yeah. he he was glad to be off the bench, but he was begging for help. So I mean, somebody got to say somebody got to have a leash. Somebody got to have a leash on this thing, man. Yeah, I mean, but the, he needs to. That's what they need to do. Is like, honestly, I, you know, it was a dream. It was maybe it was a pipe dream we all had. 
But I think every Knicks pipe dream this whole year was like, you know, like, great. We got Kemba. We got Rose. We're going to play Kemba like 20 minutes, maybe Rose 15, 20 minutes. Right. And then, you know, McBride, right. <laughs> you know, 10 minutes, and we're going to be good. Exactly. Coach doesn't even do none of that. And he's just like running these guys into the ground. And you're right. I think the guys he's relying on the coaches, I think you're right about that. But I don't know. He needs to be a lot more mindful of that. He needs to maybe he shouldn't do that. You know, you know what their situations are. You know, you know what their medical history is. How do you not, you know, why? why? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, of course, I'm, you're right. It's, it's the players. The players need to be able to be sensible and think about what's good for the team, too. So, partly, I think it's on the players, too. You know, they need to let the coach know because a lot of the decisions they've made as now, like, now we're like, we don't have a point guard, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, but. I bet she has a point guard right now. Seems to be quickly, and maybe yeah. play some RJ. But we need to we need to kind of tweak the offense a little bit to get the ball out of Randall's hands. I've been saying that for like the last month, but I, I think that's still true. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, like I I feel like you know that's what I feel too. I feel like it's that's how I think I uh, a few weeks when we talked. I feel like just running through RJ. I don't at least RJ he gets a sh- if he gets a shot block or he misses the layup at least we. At least we took an attempt at the rim, yeah, uh, and just have them like set set Randall up. I, I feel that way too, to kind of minimize the turnovers because I don't know Randall just you know he's just I mean he's got the skills to do it. Like I said before, he can dribble, pass, and shoot, but he doesn't know what to do either either of them. So yep, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, but uh, anyway, thanks for thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Uh, no problem, Reaper man. Thanks for calling in, man. For sure, for sure. All right, have a good night. All right, all right. So this is my guy Reaper. I know he was on there for a while, but I don't know. He, the conversation was flowing, and there's a lot of blue points coming from that conversation. So a little rock, a little, a little rock, a little rock. Shout out to uh, Vibe Shop. It says the, he feels like the Tibbs. He feels like the loss was on Tibbs tonight. That's interesting. He feel like the loss was on Tibbs tonight. Why did you feel like the, 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 the loss was on Tibbs tonight? I don't know. I feel like the loss was on shoot talent tonight like we need we need to be we need to be able to make shots i mean we need to make we need to be able to make shots and um granted i do feel like tibbs needs to find ways to get the ball out of randall's hands more sometimes and maybe in that way you can say it's on tibbs um but i just feel like we need to make shots um next caller up we got jason from the lower east side jason let him know what you want to talk about sir What's up, man? Yo, what's going on, man? Ah, it was a rough loss today. Yeah, man. Got let's, a lot to talk about. Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we both thought that they were going to play McBride today. Yeah, you saw me tweet it. <laughs> yeah, and I said tweet. I think he's going to play, but I think I say that he'll probably only play like 15 minutes. Nope. We both I wrong. don't understand why Tibbs is, is – he loves these short rotations so much. He basically played seven players today because Obi only played like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, how do you expect to go through a season like this? I I don't know. I don't know. He he really lost trust in them. Why like why they look so tired in the second half? That's true. Like, I, I, it's like I mean, it's crazy. I don't get it. Like, and then he raves about how much he loves McBride, and then what? Four minutes of play against where Fred VanVleet scores a lot of points. Guess what? Once McBride left, Fred VanVleet kept scoring points. So it's not like it was all on McBride. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I agree with you. Like, I'm, I'm disappointed by the short rotation. That the fact that he always goes to okay, that's fair. His solution is always to go with less players. No, I agree with you. And and like these guys are gonna. I mean, these guys. You can. I don't know how many years Randall's gonna play in the NBA, but if Chips keeps playing him like this, it's a lot less than whatever you think it's gonna be. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I'll take that. I believe you on them, man. Like, I, I, there was definitely. Let's see. What's I'm looking. I'm looking at the minutes right now. I'm just. I'm just see what, what the minutes looking like. R.J. Barrett, forty-two minutes. Um, Randall, thirty-seven. Mitch, twenty-eight. Alec Burks, thirty-three. Man, quickly, thirty-six. I thought Manuel quickly was gonna get forty minutes today. I feel like if the if the game was closer, he would have played forty. Um, yeah, he probably would have played forty minutes. I think the only reason he didn't is because of the garbage time or something. Exactly. Exactly. Where's Rod? Rod's not on today, man. Because remember, like two weeks ago, I I said what the rotation was going to be like. And he's like, he was like, ah, oh, I hope the rotation's not like that. Well, I was right. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm because I told you that Kobe was going to go back to ten, twelve minutes a game, and that McBride. I said McBride would only play like ten, fifteen minutes a game. He's not even playing. Yeah, he's not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we overshot that. Yeah, man, I gotta catch Rod next time he's on and tell him to see, tell him I was right. So you know. Yeah, Rod's out with the fam. Rolls out with the fam, so he's not here tonight. He should be on next show. I thought we were gonna have Ryan tonight, but he's he was traveling. He got back later than he was supposed to, than he thought he was going to. So, but yeah. And then the yeah. other thing we need to talk about, which we're gonna have to have a little bit of a long discussion about, is, is the Obi Toppin situation. As you know, I said we should just trade Obi. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point now that I don't even care how Obi plays anymore. <laughs> because no matter how good or how bad he plays, he's only gonna play for ten minutes. So who cares? Yeah. Ah, yeah. I mean, like, and, and, and like, some fans were complaining today. They're like, "Well, well, you know, he, he probably shouldn't have played a lot today because you know he can't hit threes. I'm like, how is he supposed to be? I'm a good three point shooter if he only play, if every time he misses a shot he gets pulled out. True. But like, like this... how is he supposed to be a better player if if? And I I said this that that Tibbs is completely from a development. It's now practice what he's done to Obi Toppin because. You can say whatever you want to say about today, that he was terrible, fine, I agree with you. But you know what? He was so good earlier in the year. And no matter how good he played, he still only played like 12 minutes or 14 minutes. Right. What does that do to a player's mentality? Like, oh, I'm, like, I don't know how Obi was able to stay, keep playing good. Like, he, kept, he still kept coming in, getting his 12 minutes and playing good. I, don't, I couldn't do that. I would be like, why do I care? I'm not going to – I can play great and you're just going to put me on the bench once I'm playing good? Yeah, man, it's it's rough for Obi. I, I listen, man. I mentioned trading Obi last season because I kind of saw this coming. I'm not even gonna hold you. I kind of I, I kind of saw this coming because I'm just like, no matter how good this guy could get, Randall is in front of him, so he's gonna be in between a rock and a hard place. Hmm. And I thought they would try to play them more together. And to be honest, it's looked good when he's done it, but he just doesn't do it. So you know, that's why I'm. You know what? Call the Pacers. Try to get Miles Turner. I mean, do something. I mean, and some people are like, oh, we shouldn't trade him yet because we should try to wait for a bigger trade option. I'm like, what trade value do you think Obi Toppin has? Right. Like, I don't care who for 36 minutes are. He plays 10 minutes a night. No I, team is going to be like, oh, yeah, he's a great player. They're going to be like, well, if he's so great, why are you only paying him 10 minutes a night? Yeah, I don't want people to kind of forget that he actually is a pretty good player, too. Like, here's, here, here's, a, here's a few things that's happening to Obi Toppin right now. Right, one of the thing is, last season there was no pick and roll ran with Obi Toppin 
all season long. I think they ran pick and roll with Obi maybe two times, three times the whole entire season. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating for for like right. d- dramatic effect. They literally think only ran pick and roll with Obi Toppin like two or three times the entire season last season. This season that became a staple, and him and IQ and OB and Derrick Rose and OB were connecting for like lobs all season long. Now the season's going along. Derrick Rose is out. Emmanuel quickly, as of recently, he's been playing less minutes with the second unit. <laughs> and I feel like the guys who usually feed OB and look for him the most aren't playing as many minutes with him now. And I think I think that's a lot of reason. I think that's a, a lot of what's going on right now. And now he's just being relegated to a, being a spot up three point shooter again. Now that he's now that he's like back into the his regular role, but now he's back in his regular role without his man's, without his boy Derrick Rose feeding him the ball, and without IQ being with him and playing with him in the second unit. So Ob is getting a a lot of the a lot of the wrath of the injuries. Ob is getting like secondhand. Um, crap from it really mm. yeah i mean i think I, I, I don't know it just it drives me crazy um i think if we don't trade him now i mean by the summer his, you're not gonna be able to get anything for him at all like like he's not a young player and at least now you can say well you know he's still developing right yeah no nah, i agree I don't know. It just, it just, i'm not like saying oh he needs to start he needs to play over randall just give him more minutes. Like, can can he play eighteen minutes, seventeen minutes? Is that is it that is it that hard? Yeah, nah, uh, yeah, and that for 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 Tibbs who likes to play traditional big lineups, uh, with with your center being uh you know a shot blocker is is gonna be hard for Tibbs. And the matchups that we had today, it might be a little bit harder because Robert Williams is a guy who's gonna be blocking shots and he's kind of a bully. I could see him and Obi having a hard time with him, but maybe you play him at the four and Randall at the five. Maybe you do something like that. So, you know, bring bring uh Robert Williams outside of the paint a little bit more and do and be a little bit untraditional. Maybe we could have tried something like that today. Um but um yeah you're right about that man. I mean, if you think about it, and I hate to bring this, bring it up, but if, if this is, it was a failure of a pick. If that's if this is the situation, because Leon Rose knows Tibbs, right? He mm-hmm. was his agent for how many years? So why the hell did you draft this player knowing that Tibbs was never going to play him at center, even if Randall wasn't there? He he's still not a great player at the four. He could play the four, but you know there's still some fit issues. Everyone agrees that oh. If he plays the five, that's where he'll be the best offensively. That's what he played in college. Like, that's the thing that people always don't realize. He was a five in college. He was a stretch five. Right. So why the hell did you draft this guy? And, 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 because like, they thought Randall was going to be gone. That's why. They thought Randall was going to be gone. Yeah, but Tibbs still wants to play a traditional five. So Obi was never going to be able to be – he was always going to play with a guy like Mitchell Robinson, regardless of whether Randall was there or not. That's right. my issue. My issue is not necessarily – I mean, there's, Randall's the issue, too. But I think the, the bigger issue is that Tibbs always needs to play a traditional five with Obi, right? Uh, yeah, he has to play him with. And my point is, why? Like, if you know that, if you know that Tibbs, you know this is where he's going to play. Why would you draft this guy? He never fit Tibbs' model ever. It's, it's like I, like I said, even if 
like I said, I think they expected Randall to be gone, at least by the trade deadline last season. Randall balled out, and now he's like untradeable, like air quotes, right? So I think the whole there. I think I think that's what really that's what happened, man. Even he's not a defensive. Team, I know, right? but I know that they was gonna they was probably just gonna pair him with with, with Mitch or, or anything. I don't know. I feel like that's that was the that that's was. The, what I'm trying to say, but like. I think, and again, none of this is hating on Obi. It's just the fit of Obi with Tibbs. That's my issue. No, I get it. I get it, man. It, it, it and that's why he's not playing. And that's why I say trade him as soon as you can. You know, last year, he wasn't actually good. So I wasn't complaining last year. He only played 10 minutes because he kind of sucked for like 80% of the season until like the last 20, 20 like, the, so like the last 10 games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then he was good. He actually was good for most of the season. Like, if you look at the uh, the advanced statistics, he was one of our best players. No, absolutely. He was the only guy, I think, a couple weeks ago, a couple months, couple weeks ago, he was, like, the only guy that had a positive plus-minus with Julius Randle. That's how good he was. Yeah, you're, you already know. I already have that I have that graphic all the way. Shit, I don't even know. Do I have the graphic up now? But y'all definitely have the graphic. The best players paired with, with Julius Randle was OB Toppin and uh, Emmanuel Quickly, I believe. I think... No, it was, it was yeah, Obi so Toppin like, and Derrick Rose, I think it was. <laughs> if he was playing good and you still was keeping him at, like, pulling him after, like, five minutes, that's not how you treat a player. Like, like I don't understand how Obi hasn't even asked for a trade yet. Like, crazy. Because he's a young guy, man, and he, he likes New York. He's not going to – he's not – like, I feel like it's, it's going to be – he's not going to be this season. It's going to be next season, the year after that, where he might, might demand a trade. I, I can definitely see that coming. In the future, because going to happen is he's going to eventually get traded. He's going to go to another team, right? He's going to play good, and he's going to talk about how bad it was in New York and how bad Tibbs was with him. The same way Carl Anthony Towns and a whole bunch of other young players have done. You know, we've seen this before, especially with the Knicks. Like love- a player leaves the Knicks, and they're about how bad our system was in developing them. I don't know, man. I appreciate the call, man, but I don't. I don't think he's going to. I don't see him bashing him. I don't no, see him I don't, bashing no, him. No, he might not bash us because he's a nice guy. But, exactly. like, you know, at some point, he's going to say how, you know, things didn't really make sense in New York and how it's a lot better where he is now. Yeah, I can see him saying that. I can definitely see him saying that. Yeah, you're right. He won't actually, he's, he won't, like, be an asshole. <laughs> he's like, yo, like, thanks. You know? Thanks for, thanks, New York, giving me my start. But, you know, I want to play and da 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 And it's, it's a better fit here. Like, I can yeah, see him going through. They weren't utilizing me right. Mm-hmm. You know, I should have been doing these things, you know, but instead they, were, they just had me doing this. And now I'm in a much better system. I'm being utilized properly. Blah 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 blah. And then, then you know, of course, stupid uh, ESPN will be like, "See the Knicks, same old Knicks." <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, and, uh, hopefully, we win on on uh, Monday. But you know, yeah, man, we'll see. San Antonio. With this team. San Antonio is up Monday, man. Be- listen, the Knicks. Uh, and shout out to you. Thank you for calling. The Knicks have. I saw it was on Tankathon. We have this second hardest schedule coming up for this New York Knicks team. So um, we only have a little bit of the soft schedule left. I think we probably maybe have like our nine games or so of soft schedule where we have to kind of make our move. And um, if, we, if you don't make it then, then oof, we in trouble. I see I talk about my guy, Kira Lewis. Is Kira Lewis. Kira Lewis is out with... um. Kira Lewis has a like an ACL injury, so yeah. Shout out to my guy Kira Lewis. You know I was high on Kira Lewis back in the day, but yeah, Kira is out with the ACL injury, so his season is over. A speed recovery to Kira Lewis. 
Um, Fritz is like, nobody deserved to be. Fritz is on the Obi train. Like, listen, Obi was a choice. No one is better. Screw it. We picked the right guy in Obi. <laughs> Sherwin's going for, wait, Sherwin's picks over Obi. Sadiq Bey. Eh, okay. Oh. Tyrese Maxey. All right, Maxey's okay. Leonardo Bomaro. All right. Eh, hindsight be 2020 sometimes, man. I don't know. Cole Anthony's turned out to be pretty good. Pacheski. All right, Halliburton. I got Everybody's on Halliburton train right now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Knicks. Yeah, man. Once again, the Knicks season low 75 points to these Boston Celtics. Takeaways from the game still. Uh, I know people kind of saying IQ is not a point guard, but hopefully he has a little bit more freedom to run the offense a little bit more freely away from Julius Randle. And it's funny. I think I actually heard the coach say that he wanted IQ to kind of take over more. If I'm not mistaken, let me, if anybody, did anybody hear that? I think I kind of heard the coach say that, but I do feel like a lot of reasons why we got into trouble is because we kept going to Randall and he had six turnovers over a night and he's not a guy who you can just rely on to run the offense for the entire time. You can't, and we can't just keep going to Randall. We have to keep going to other people. Case in point, Quentin Grimes. I feel like we miss Quentin Grimes a lot. And I give I give IQ credit for getting Randall open shots because that's all you can do. But I do feel like we miss Quentin a lot. Quentin's a shooter. He only took six shots, two or six on a night. I feel like when you played and Quentin played 27 minutes, you playing 27 minutes, I think there was a little bit more opportunity to take more than six shots, personally. Um, so I, I do feel like the, the, the offense has to be distributed a little bit differently. Alec Burks, two of eleven of a night. Alec Burks, I don't know, man. Next game, next game, I'm just saying, put Alec Burks completely on the bench. Put that man completely on the bench. It just seems like it doesn't matter what role Burks is in. He just seems like whenever he's with the starting lineup, period. It, he don't get the same Burks. Like he's, I don't know. Burks seems like a superhero every time he's on the bench, man. Just, just, just keep keep him on the bench and have him play fifteen minutes, and maybe go, maybe go with quickly Grimes next time or something. I don't know. And maybe give McBride a little bit more minutes too. Like McBride is a struggle. McBride has struggled to run an offense recently, and I'm not even sure what that's about because with. When we got to Houston, he seemed like instinctively he pretty pretty well running the offense. He was able to um, you know, throw some nice lob passes to Mitch for dunks. I feel like he was hitting cutters with a pretty good regularity. It seemed like he was a lot more comfortable running the offense versus the Houston Rockets. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because it was the Houston Rockets and the Rockets aren't as good defensively as these other teams that were playing. But man, we need to find an opportunity to get a little bit more point guard somewhere else besides <laughs> Julius Randle and quickly. We need and man, we just need we need some point guards back for real. Shout out to everybody rocking in the chat. Shout out to Sherwin M. Shout out to Picks with Timmy. Shout out to Edward Spears. Shout out to uh Stout to still Knicks fans. Shout out to you. Thanks. Thanks for rocking with us, man. 
Uh, shout out to Prez too. Prez the boss. Shout out to you, my guy, Prez the boss. If you're liking the, the, the show today, please hit the like and subscribe button. To also, super shout to the welcome. It helps keep the lights on, keeps the things going. Knicks, man, y'all here talking about a Knicks loss at 11 11 at night. Uh, shout out to you guys, man. Gunshots, gunshots to the people watching, man. Cause y'all could be anywhere you're here, rock with the KOT show, watching us talk about these Knicks versus Celtics. Man, shout out to you, man. Pat it back on yourselves. Y'all some real true friends for real. Um, but yeah, you know what? Um, I'm a. I have one more thing to get to. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's let's see. I have one more real. I have one more thing to get to. And that's something a little bit fun. So hold on. Did I lose? Did I lose my? Did I lose my spot? Hold on. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. So let's get to it. As you guys know, there's something that we like to call here at the KOT show. Bruh. The bruh picks. If the bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the week, so something dumb that just happened that you have to point out. And today's bruh pick. Goes to none other than your favorite, one of your favorite ex Knicks out there, Bobby Porter's. Bobby Porter's uh was playing with the Bucks. He's playing with the Bucks, and he had an incident that just happened that we're going to point out real quick, and is our bro pick for the for the day. Now you you already know what gets you these bro picks, guys. Oh, we gotta wait for the, we gotta wait for this video to clear up. Can this video clear up for me though? Cause this video is looking atrocious. Bobby Portis blows a breakaway dunk. Nets versus Bucks, all by his lonesome. He tries to go two hand for safety. <laughs> Clinks off the back of the rim. For an embarrassing bro pick for the day. Bruh. Now, Bobby, I already know Bobby. Everybody knows Bobby Portis is a three-point shooter. Tenacious guy, but look where he's taking look who he's taking off from. Do you do you Bobby? Do you have do you have semicircled athleticism, Bobby? Bobby, I know you're an athlete, but can you take off from over the semicircle to make that dunk? I don't think so. Bad, bad business decision from Bobby Portis. Bruh. Who gets our bro pick for today? Sorry. Sorry, Bobby. Bro pick goes to you. Can we get can we get some better? Nope. There we go. There we go. Feet inside for three so far. One more time. Nearly lost it. And he did lose it. Middleton throws it ahead. And Portis 12. Oh! I try, guys. Why? I try to get you a clear shot, guys. Why? I ain't Wi-Fi in. But bro, pick of the day goes to Bobby. <laughs> I'm Portis. All right. <laughs> ah, Bobby. Ah, Bobby. The Bucks win, though. The Bucks win. All right. That is our show. <laughs> Woo. Next show up. Next show is going to be Monday versus Antonio San Antonio. I'm hoping we have the full guy again. Man, I need the full gang back, man. 
I'm tired. I'm tired of doing this show by myself. I know y'all y'all rock with me. Y'all cool with Jay Ellis. I actually like rock with you too. It's more fun with my friends. Everything's just more fun with my friends. All right. <laughs> so hopefully we got Raw back. Hopefully we get <laughs> Ryan G back in the building, and we get to talk a Knicks victory over the San Antonio Spurs. All right. Um, shout out to the guys on on Instagram. I think we have about twenty people left till we get into. 10k followers on instagram so please 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 follow us on instagram so we so we get the 10k followers on instagram you already know what to do go to instagram.com slash the nick of time show that is the no instagram.com slash nick of time show and there you go fritz is putting the link right there in the chat for you to hit up the instagram all right that is our show also shout out to my guy uh Joseph Carey, who bought a KLT snapback. Your KLT snapback will be coming in the mail, sir. So definitely watch out for that. If you want your KLT snapback, you already know what to do, man. Go to the nickatimeshow.com slash catalog to get your KLT snapback. Delivered to your mailbox near you. All right. That is our show. And as always. Shut out the worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.